Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's about building trust. So once someone trusts you, then they're more likely to buy it while you're trying to trying to sell. So um, you know, if you can give them parts of the program where they've got ownership of it, then they're they're probably going to be much more receptive. Um, whereas if you keep them at at arm's length and say this is the way we're going to do things, and you run a, a dictatorship, then they're you're probably going to get a fair bit of pushback. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live interview. I hope you enjoyed this interview and please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode. Let's go. Today's episode is a bite-sized episode with Alex Clark. Most of our listeners come from referrals, so if you know of a coach, friend, or family member that you think will enjoy the show, please send them the link to this episode. What age did you discover you had a passion for strength and conditioning? Yeah, for me, it sort of started with swimming. Um, I was actually working as a pool lifeguard at a, at a private facility, and um, there's some really good athletes training there. It was a squad funded by the VIS, uh, the Victoria Institute of Sport, and um, you know, I was, I was just a, a casual lifeguard and uh, just finished my degree at the time, and uh, one of the coaches, Roland Taylor, who's actually the head coach of the Australian swim team now, um, was coaching that squad. I had sort of kids from, um, you know, 14, 15 through to um, open national swimmers who, who competed, um, obviously, at the Olympics or world champs and that sort of thing. Um, so he said to me, would you be interested in, in coming on board as an S&C coach with, um, we need to replace one? So um, obviously jumped at the opportunity. Um, you know, I, I was pretty raw at the time, didn't know too much, and... Um, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes along the way and I look back on some of those programs that I wrote early on and um, and scratch my head and shave my hair. It's just, um, you know, as you do as a young strength and conditioning coach, made mistakes and learned from them. And um, Ron was really good. He gave me um, free reign of the squad to sort of implement whatever I wanted to implement. For those that are not aware of how rehab works, what, what would that look like? What would be a typical week and how many athletes would you work with during the week? Um, oh, I could range from anywhere from, you know, one or two through to, um, I think at Brisbane Lions, we had, you know, 18 or, or 20 in the rehab group at one stage, which was, you know, it was probably a disaster at the time, but, um, I was probably more involved in the late stage rehab. Um, Andrew Lambert, who was a physio there and, and Randall Cooper looked after the early stage stuff. And, um, I was probably more looking after the players that were in that reconditioning mold. Um, so that that's sort of you know what it looked like back then, and and um, and certainly I, I sort of had a similar sort of role at Brisbane after a couple of years there. What sort of finals campaigns were you involved in with your time at Hawthorne Brisbane? Um, so at Hawthorne, I think we uh, got knocked out. Oh no, so we won the first final, and then uh, it was a really young group at the time, and I don't think too many people sort of expected much success. So. We got over the line against Adelaide at uh, Etihad Stadium, but he kicked a goal from the, from the boundary. We ended up winning that one. So that was a great experience. You know, first, first uh, role in an AFL club and um, we'd won a final. And then obviously we got our pants pulled down the next week against North Melbourne. Um, you know, we were sort of uh, still riding that, that win. And um, so that was a really good learning experience for the players, I think. You know, um, and we took that into the next season and won the uh, premiership in 08. Uh, which again was fantastic, fantastic thing to be a part of, uh, fantastic experience, and um, then I think we made the finals the next. No, sorry, we missed the finals next year and then made them, but lost uh, week one the year after, and um, yeah, didn't make any finals at Brisbane. So and, um, yeah, it was 
uh, sorry, two different experiences, I suppose. We um, had a really young group at Brisbane and we're still developing. And um, yeah, that, that was a tough environment to, to be in. For guys that are in that similar position, are there certain things that you could uh, advise that you do to build that rapport with the players, but also with, with your, you know, your team? Um, in, yeah, getting I think it's- with your staff? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's about building trust. So once someone trusts you, then they're more likely to buy what you're trying to trying to sell. So um, you know, if you can give them parts of the program where they've got ownership of it, then they're they're probably going to be much more receptive. Um, whereas if you keep them at at arm's length and say this is the way we're going to do things, and you run a, a dictatorship, then they you're probably going to get a fair bit of pushback. So um, I think it's it's building that trust in in one another and and developing a, a good relationship where um you know they've got ownership over parts of the program um and that they can do as they see fit within the framework of, of what you feel is appropriate that's that's probably um the best way to, to go about it i'd say awesome right well uh, we've, we've gone through a fair bit of your career you've also created uh, a business dual performance for, for those that are not aware of what dual performance does you want to take us through a bit of a snapshot on, on what you do with the business and, and when it started. Yeah, it sort of started around about the same time I went to China, actually. It was just, um, but yeah, I wanted to start a little side project. Um, people like Grant Jenkins, um, you know, talk a lot about, you know, developing those other income streams as an SNC coach. So that's something I wanted to do. And I started putting out blogs and a little bit of information for, for strength and conditioning coaches to try to generate some interest in it. But um, I've sort of expanded, I suppose, at the moment. And, um, and we pretty much do online programs, so um, just regular gym users can um, sign up and um, you know get a get a strength program. It can be a generic one or it can be really specific based off their needs. And um, my wife's a sports physio, so we're looking to sort of expand that side of it and do some telehealth and and some other things in that space as well. So it's sort of a it's a little project that's going on in the background, but um, going really well at the moment. Yep, and for. For the young developing footballer or, or potentially rugby player that's watching and is eager to get better in, in their um, athlete development, what would be some big rocks or some major fundamental things to focus on for, let's say, a 15-year-old um, that needs to get um, yeah, better with their athletic side to help help their performance? Yeah, I think sort of understanding that there's a process that they need to go through. I think everyone wants to go from being a, a junior athlete to, to play at the AFL or NRL level. Um, really quickly, but the, that end, I suppose younger athletes need to understand there is a process. So with that comes setting goals and you know making them really clear and achievable. So I'm not necessarily you know be I want to play AFL, but you know improve your two k time trial or I want to squat 120 kilos or whatever it may be. Um, I think having those those clear goals and um, yeah, you know, engage your coaches to do that. Engage your SNC coaches, engage your, your skill coaches to be able to to be able to help you in those areas. Um, you know, they're, they're, that's probably the the big one for me is you set goals and that are clear and achievable, and you know, work out where you're at, where you need to get to, and then what does the process look like in between. If you enjoyed that bite size episode, make sure to search Alex Clark in your favorite podcast app to listen to the full interview on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Please share with a coach, friend or family member that you think will enjoy the show.